Hey Sam, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I mean, yeah, fine. <laughs> you guys are almost out of you guys are almost out of isolation now. Yeah, yeah. Apparently things are apparently things are going great. <laughs> I was at a shopping center yesterday, and it was absolutely packed. And all I wanted was a fucking bubble tea, and I couldn't bloody get one. It was super packed. So, but yeah, also, I, why, I, why bubble tea's horrible? I don't understand you. Like, <laughs> I, there are definitely bubble teas that I don't like. I normally just go for like a hazelnut, like mm. plain one. I, I, I will say, I, I really hate um, the pearls, the little yes. rubber balls. Maybe that those are the things I hate. Yeah, yeah, maybe they're those really are the bad. I don't know who decided that, oh, yeah, let's just put a bunch of, like, rubber balls into a drink and expect yeah. people to eat them. Just actual plastic. <laughs> yeah, just straight-up bouncy balls you'd get out of a bloody... out of the machine next to the smarty machine. Yes. Anyway. Anyway, um, I have a very important question for you, Cal. Oh, wonderful. Hang on. <sighs> All right, hit me. Did you fight in the Great War? Which one? Uh, the one to get the Zack Snyder cut released. Oh, god damn it. No. <laughs> I can't believe someone thought it was a good idea. Like, anyone. Not only anyone, everyone. There are <laughs> so many people that thought this was a good idea, Cal. No, there are so many people who thought the meme was funny. Well, Maybe. That may Yakko, be the case. Wacko, and Dot at Warner Brothers have just dropped the pie on this one. They why would they think that re-releasing this movie with the bloody in black and white, no less? With, with well, fucking, at least that's what the that's what the poster. I was going to say, I think just the posters in black and white count. No, I, I think it's going to be like be the Mad things. Max Chrome edition. It's it's all in black and white. That'd be pretty good, actually. And when I say pretty good, I mean mm. balls. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing you think of when you think superheroes, it's definitely not colourful characters. <laughs> look, look, but it's Zack Snyder's version, Cal. So it already didn't have any colourful characters, God did it? damn it. Did it, I Cal. don't want to go down the Zack Snyder is a hack uh, like rabbit hole because I genuinely good. don't think he is a hack. He's very good at a particular thing, but he's just not good for Superman. Like that's the one what? character he shouldn't be doing. As far as I can tell, his idea of comics is like, oh, I don't really like Superman, but I like the, I like the dark and edgy redos of Batman. I like when Batman's just a bastard. I like, yeah, <laughs> uh, like. I like when superheroes aren't really, like, heroic or interesting or, like, an ideal to look up to. I like when they are pricks. Yeah. And I, and that's I, I, fine, but oh, it's not the point. You don't build a whole universe on that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what I've done, we don't have any tweets this week. So over the Bloody, last... Where, where, what, are you, what are you doing, Twitter? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Lift your giggity game. So instead, I've compiled a number of comments from various places on the internet about the Zack Snyder cut that I thought were mildly amusing to absolutely insane. Because the people count... So here's one. It's 
Hum9797, who said, Everyone thought it was impossible. They were wrong. Snyder Cut is coming. Been very dramatic there. I, I, I think, for comedic purposes, I, I'm, I'm not sure if Warner Brothers realised that everyone is... That this is just a joke. This was just a bit that you didn't I, really need to follow through with it. I think people seriously think Zack Snyder's super, superhero you, movies were good, Cal. Uh, no, no, nobody no, did. No one did. Not a single Seriously, person. no one. I mean, I liked Justice League. I did too, but I think it's bad, and because it is bad, and it was yeah, but Joss Whedon's heavy meddling. All, all the worst things you could say about Avengers uh, are relatively true about, um, about Justice League. The characters are reduced down to their most one-dimensional... Um, the it's all just the big blue light in the sky like it's all all, all the things that that Joss Whedon did wrong in big quotation marks were, were things that he did, <laughs> that he did in yeah look, fuck what am I trying to say do you yes, know what I mean <laughs> yes but the Justice League movie was a total mess and because it was built on the back of Batman vs Superman its foundation yeah. was real bad. Yeah, of course. Now, in saying all that, I am interested in seeing the Snyder Cut. Purely, like, academically. But oh, totally. Because we've already watched every single other possible version of this movie multiple times. <laughs> so we yeah. have to see the final one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, someone else but said... But right. But right. What if... What if yeah. they've just completely refilmed half of it, and it's actually good... And it retcons Batman vs Superman to be good, and it's like, wow, cool! Now fucking Ben Affleck's gonna return to Batman, and we're gonna get Justice League two after Wonder Woman and and Black Adam and I don't know Green Lantern I'll, again. Um, <laughs> if that happens, I'll eat a shoe. <laughs> Wonderful, and not and not a not a pussy shoe either. No, I no, a with, boot with laces. I want like, yeah, a, like a and a knee <laughs> a knee high boot. <laughs> Alright, you said knee high. <laughs> that wasn't me, that was your doing. Um, that's how confident I am, Cal, mm. that it's not going to s- s- to make Batman vs Superman good. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Alright. Uh, what are, what, what else have we got? got? We got someone here called Arthur Fleck. Ugh, boo. Um, mm. Who's... Comment is, we all bullied a giant studio in releasing a version of a movie that they said didn't exist. Um, we won, folks, even after three years of struggle, and now bring back Affleck. Because all these people are the same people who hate Robert Patterson's Batman already. That, I, okay, because this, psychoanalyzing a tweet, you know, like we should, like yes. is worth to- worth anybody's time. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, yeah. that sounds like someone who is just happy to have some form of control in their life. That sounds like someone... Fine. And that <laughs> yeah, is fine. That it's fine. not. That's, well, that's not fine. That's a sign of deeper-seated problems. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that makes me think that this isn't just an idiot. This is someone who... Like, needs help. Oh, buddy. Or, they're a just bit. a... 
Or, or it's a bit, and I choose <laughs> to believe it's a bit. Yep. Everything's a bit. Nothing. Nothing's real. Shall we crack Correct. on? Sure. <laughs> uh, I meant with the actual content of the episode. Oh, oh, finally. Cool. Dumb, All right. Yeah, <laughs> good. I... This... <laughs> cool. Awesome. Let's do that. Play the music. podcast about what you're watching maybe i'm your host cal i'm your other host sam and today we're talking about uh raiders of the lost ark for okay you say for some reason but it's because the latest episode of adventures of sam and cal came out last week and it starred sam and cal and also a ton of nazis because Sam and Cal were basically in spoilers, The Last Crusade. We've already spoken about The Last Crusade on this podcast. It was episode 200, right? Uh, yeah, the one where we showed each other movies. Yeah. Yeah, so episode 200. So if you actually want our thoughts on Last Crusade, go over there. We're going to talk about Raiders of the Lost Ark because it also has Nazis in it. Fair enough. Um, now, on, on the note of that fucking theme music. Yes. Every time he does anything, like anything, he's lacing up his boots. And it was fine when he's like swinging across a thing or like fighting a dude or like jumping off the back of something. I get that. But then there's times when he's just like scurrying around the back of the plane. Well, that's isn't that the key to a good like to a memorable score no. is repeated what is hammering repeated. it into your brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, that that is a good point. I I remember watching a, a video a little while ago on how oh, the MCU has no um memorable pieces of music. Yeah, I argue it uh, has some, but yeah, it, I've seen it, the same it, video. It definitely does, but now after 20 fucking movies of it. Like, we... I reckon nearly everybody would recognise, at least, even if they couldn't hum it, the the Avengers, like, yep. uh, theme riff. Yep, I agree. As I reckon, it happens. I reckon Captain America's music's pretty iconic, too, and you might be able to pick that out. Mm. Um, again, couldn't and, and hum like, it, but... But to the point, it, it, is, it is something that, as it gets drilled into your head becomes memorable and and, and it, fair enough this move like th- th- that is a the indiana jones uh motif is a is a very like earwormy one yeah and it's it, it's iconic after three movies not 20 is another <laughs> <laughs> i mean well i can hum it after watching one and it's <laughs> yeah fuck it like mostly because yeah, it was it was annoying me by the end of the film. I was done with the, with the piece of music. I mean that's fair enough though. I I enjoyed the music and because it it's it tricks your brain with familiarity because when that happens, you know Indy's doing something exciting or actiony. Like that's what that music's designed to trigger in your brain. But, and then he's tying his shoes. And then he's well, sure, yeah. <laughs> like the it it's it's definitely not that bad. But it did get to the point where I'm like, oh, this music that 
Uh, that like you, the first time you hear it in the movie is him swinging across the gap. Uh, At the start. Uh, with, yeah, with Doc Ock. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's. So I'm like, okay, cool. That's what that piece of music means. You know, my lizard brain registers that, and then it just it doesn't stop and uh, for another like two hours. Because Cal <laughs> Indy is never not doing something awesome. <laughs> This movie yeah, it... <laughs> was definitely like that. It just it just went from action beat to action beat to action beat. Just no no stops at all. Now before we before we kick off, I am interested because uh, you quite liked the Last Crusade. I recall. I mean, I I don't remember anything about it now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it being like, oh, cool, they're on like a blimp now or a plane or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Connery is there. I think how things it, are happening. How did it compare to this one then for you? This one I needed a break from partway through. I needed to like stop and just not be watching Harrison Ford doing something crazy for a second. Which I think is what a lot of people liked about this film, but... That's what I like about the film. <laughs> well, and I think if I watched it as a kid, I would definitely be super excited mm. by this movie. Um... But watching it as an adult, I'm just looking at how terrible everything looks out of context. I'm not able to accept that, like... That he's, like, a massive murderer? Oh, 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 oh yeah. When he, like, walks in and, like, has the conversation with his, like, nemesis character, the French guy, and just goes, Oh, these Arabs don't give a fuck <laughs> about whether we yeah. kill people in the streets or not. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, ooh... Oh, that wouldn't fly today. <laughs> nope. Like, there's things that wouldn't fly and, today. And the movie... I was going to say, and the movie depicts Nazis as the bad guys, which is pretty controversial these days as well. Oh, boo, shut up. Um, <laughs> but, um... Classic. Th- this, like, is... I mean, I don't know whether it's because the only time I've ever seen Nazis in film... Uh, uh, it's either historically accurate Nazis, or this... Yeah. It's either yeah. it's either they're like super occult like crazy people trying to cause a zombie apocalypse from their space station on the dark side of the moon. Yeah. Uh, or they're like just or, or it's like Jojo Rabbit where it's like oh these are just people. <laughs> like these are people wrapped up in a bigger thing that they don't quite understand. Yeah. Uh, there was a point to be saying Anyways, I can't remember, but yeah. You had to take a break from the movie. Yes. How did you feel about the um, the action's quite good though? It is. The, the guns sound terrible. At one point, a, a a viper sort of like has a go, and it sounded like mm. a real gunshot, uh, as opposed to all the ricochet rabbit <laughs> bullshit that was going on before, where all the bullets are like twing twang. Because <laughs> it's a these movies were a, a homage to the old school action-adventure movies of, like, the 20s. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, you can you can tell that that's where it comes from. Um, so a lot of those, I reckon, are probably homage to that, including, like, the map that, you know, you get oh, over yeah. as they're <laughs> travelling somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I like all that stuff. That stuff came across as quite fun. Yeah. Um, but then th- there was a whole lot of, like, um, okay, so what are you going to do next, Indy? I don't know, I'm just making this up as I go along. And then he's on a horse. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, where he was within the camp and like how he gets the horse, not relevant. The point is now it's a chase scene. Don't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> he's on a horse and then he's in a truck. And so what's his plan to get the Ark of the Covenant back from the Nazis who are driving it away in a truck? Get onto the truck and kill the Nazis and t- take the truck. It's a great plan and it works. <laughs> it does, but it, it just like... I, I hear these movies sort of talked about like they're a separate thing from just action movies. Like they're... An, they're they aren't. No. <laughs> but especially they're just this action one movies. Is, is an, it's not an adventure film. It's just an action film. This one has a... I'm trying to remember... Because actually, I should have rewatched it for this. And the action in this one's quite something. But I do think The Last Crusade nails mm. the variety in the action. Because I don't know if you remember the tank scene mm. in that movie. Yeah, I do. He's, like, hanging on the side, grinding against, like, the rock. Yeah. And he's, like, shooting three Nazis through the middle with one <laughs> bullet. Like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that. those action pieces in that movie are excellent. But the mystery of the, like, Holy Grail and the mystery around his dad really works in that film. Yeah, that that is um, what I do which remember. Which you don't have in this. No. This is more traditionally action. Well, in this, it's like, here's the girl. It's the cause This is the first movie, yeah? This is the first one in the... Yeah, this is the first one they made. Yeah, so, it, it, like, they introduce this, this love interest character. And then, uh, after that point, there is just no character development basically no character interaction there's no uh, <laughs> like it is all just let's move from point a to point b because point b is where the set piece is going to be and then that'll take us yeah. to set piece two and three and four and five um which indiana yeah. jones is a lot like indiana uh, is a lot like indiana jones he is but he's also a lot yeah, like james that. bond <laughs> um yeah sure i guess yeah I definitely well, see... Well, in the way their characters are developed... So when they made the second one, they're like, all right, well, we'll give him a new lady. He's got a new leading woman, like James Bond. You know, he doesn't have any character development like James Bond. He's... That's not the point of his character. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Yeah. It, well, and these these movies are just not character-driven at all. They are... No, no. Which is fine. Exactly. Um, I, I have heard people... I was just watching a video. Um, I don't know. I don't think I'll call out the specific YouTube channel it was on, but they were basically talking about it like it's a, um, like it was a hero's journey. Yeah, and it's just not. No, <laughs> they use the he... loosest possible definitions for everything. Because you got to compare it to the, the the like quintessential hero's journey would be what like a Luke Skywalker. You know, well, farm boy to hero, like. <laughs> but like uh, the, like the fuck. What am I trying to say? The the hero's journey is just a lens to view a positive change arc through. Yeah, like, it, it is just this is a character who's going to learn a lesson, and with that lesson become a better person, and then that can translate into this is a person who's going to go get a thing. And that thing is going to save people. Everything yeah. in between those two that is remotely similar could be called a hero's journey. This is not that. <laughs> this no. isn't even in- him going to get a thing. 
He's Indiana Jones as a character is the same person at the start of this film as he is at the end of the Last Crusade. Yeah. Like even yeah. with all that stuff with his dad in the third one, it's mm. really not about him. It is about him. Ugh. There's a it's tiny just... bit of development in his character in that third one, but not really. It's, it's in like a single moment. Point. Yeah, it's not the point. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Um, and people would argue for days that there is, but there's not, and there doesn't. I think what people forget is there doesn't have to be. You yeah. don't always need a character to have an arc for a film to be interesting. Mm. There are lots of films with um, characters that don't change. Like, you look at a lot of those old westerns, the old Clint Eastwood ones, Fistful Mm. of Bullets, that kind of stuff. Mm. There's no change in the main character's arc. Superman usually has very little character arc as well. Mm. Well, And it's a sort of, like... That is a, a, a genre of storytelling all on its own, where... Yeah, you have you have the flat art character where everybody else has got a lesson to learn. If anybody's going to change, yeah. Like, if you're going to have a character-driven story where your main character doesn't change, it's usually because he's imparting some information onto these newer characters into the story. Yeah. Like, it, it, and like to to make that more objective and more action-based, you can look at things like Mad Max, where he just turns up and solves their problem and then fucks off again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No Mad one Max learns actually anything. Isn't... Another really good example, but that's a good parallel to this because it's not about the character; it's about a a problem. So even though no one changes in Indiana Jones, the problem is finding the Ark of the Covenant so the Nazis don't. Yeah, yeah, and that's what the whole story is built on, and that's why that's actually why an audience watches these movies not Mm. for Indiana Jones to change, but to see how he's going to punch. You know, how many Nazis he's going to punch, and is he going to get the thing? Well, and I think to like there were a they... few things that I thought they were going to do with this that they sort of ah uh, sorry I've completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> choo choo, that's Go the train on. to knock I, Kel's I, brain. I missed it. I tried to I tried to tap on at the thought train Mikey Gates, and it went tripped on a step. You went insufficient funds. <laughs> you can't get on, and now I've lost it. I've missed the thought train entirely. Oh no! Um, Great. <laughs> I, I, well, um, okay. Like on, on another note, they uh, the the love interest character uh, Marion. Mary, she, yeah, yeah. Um, they set her up in the beginning, where the the first thing we learn about her is that she can drink anyone under the table. Like that's her yeah. skill. And then there's yeah. a scene later in the movie where she cracks out the bottle of what I can only assume is like. Like moonshine is like grappa, <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, cool. So she's gonna out drink this guy and escape because he's gonna pass out before her. That's the point. That's what they. That's what the point of the first scene was. No, and it's not well, even that see- that plan. It's not even that that plan fails or that they're interrupted beforehand. It's that she was she was still plastered. <laughs> well, his but. but- Here's the that's a subversion of your expectations because they set it up oh, so boo, you Ryan think, Johnson. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that does not make a good story necessarily. You're right, but I actually like that because they because it goes 
she's going to drink him under the table and get out of this. That's how this problem's going to resolve. Then it doesn't resolve that way because you find out he actually grew up drinking wine, you know, from a toddler. So yeah. he can't be drunk under the table. <laughs> he's so a then, filthy Frenchman. <laughs> yes, exactly. All Frenchmen filth. Oh. Um, and uh, he... Um, so it, it then becomes, oh, well, how is this problem going to resolve another way? It's like that just building of ex- ex- escalation of yeah. a problem. My my only comment there is that I just don't think they achieved it very well because it sort of felt like... It sort of just felt like the only reason to put her on the screen then was to put her in the dress. Like, she just wasn't doing anything and nothing changed, so why tell um, me that? There was... That movie does have a... Ha- <laughs> it has got her doing mostly nothing for that movie, doesn't it? Which is sort of... like I can I don't want to just be like, oh, she's reduced to a damsel in distress character, because she's very not. She, she no. definitely has the most distinct personality of any character in this film. <laughs> because she's yeah. the only one who has anything that she wants that isn't the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she also, yeah, now I've lost my train of thought. Choo-choo. Oh, no. It's the train and of thought featuring not Sam. we're just two idiots sitting on the, on the thought train station. Oh, God, no. So what did you think of Indiana Jones? Uh, um, um, yeah, so the thing with the damsel in distress is she isn't a full damsel. She has her damsel moments, but it's not, you know, her character doesn't feel like a damsel. A big criticism of the next movie um, yeah. the, um, what's it called? Uh, the, the we, um, Temple of Doom? Temple of Doom. Fuck, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> um, yeah, that one, the female companion is full damsel. Just does nothing but scream, full. help me, Indy. Legitimately. <laughs> Legitimately. Yeah. And she is... She is disliked for it. That movie gets a lot of flack for being, like, the second worst one, but I don't think that's entirely fair. And we'll talk about it at some point, I'm sure. And, like, I don't know, because there's... These movies that are so clearly, like, tropey, campy, like, homages to classic stories where there's simple character archetypes and things like that, it's totally fine to have a damsel character in there... Yeah, uh, as, I agree. As long as you don't take a character who is interesting already and then do nothing with them. That, that or, I think, is the problem with... Or don't bring anything lives. new to a character arc, like a character archetype. I think you doing... I think you want a... F- if you're going to do a damsel in distress, that's fine, but give it a fresh coat of paint. Well, which just... they did in The Last Crusade, I think, by making the damsel in distress his dad. Yeah, yeah, it's not often that, that that is the case. I mean, I just, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with just going, oh, this is Mario, he's going to save Princess Peach in this movie. Like, that's yeah. just, that's fine, but then don't waste any of my time showing me what Peach is up to. You know, if she's not doing anything, just don't show me and that's okay. Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. I and thought then, the yeah. stuff with Marion was interesting, though. I oh, liked it, the drinking under the table scene that then ended up not being under the table. Is that, that's the only bit that I didn't really like with her. Otherwise, she was she was fine. She goes from being a bit of a an ass-kicking uh, bartender with, like, you know, a, a bit rough, bit smart-ass 
um, you know, knows what she's doing sort of character to, hey, look at the cute monkey, or look at the children, I'm eating a date, and I'm not doing very much, in, like, the next scene. But then yeah. that's immediately scrapped as soon as shit hits the fan. You know, she's, yeah, she's firing Gatling guns, she's running around, she's doing shit, that's fine. Yeah. Um, How do so, you like the yeah. that airplane... That airplane scene where Indy, like, has that guy kicked into the air of the propeller. It goes for so long, and it's just a big guy hitting Harrison Ford over and over again, which I'm fine with. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just, it just, for, for an action scene that really wasn't doing much, like, uh, there was supposed to be this ticking clock element of when's the truck gonna blow up. When's that petrol going to ignite? But there was nothing yeah. going, oh, I'm going to light it. Like, there was no tension of, like, here's where the the fire's coming from. Here's, here's like, here's a character who hasn't realized that there's the petrol there, so at one point they're going to make a mistake. As soon as the, the tanker gets damaged and there's petrol everywhere, it's shown to every character that needs to know, <laughs> and no one... Yeah. And then everyone's just like, oh, better not blow up the thing. Meanwhile, Harrison Ford is just getting wailed on. <laughs> well, you see, for me, that's that's what the purpose of this, the, like, where the tension of the scene comes from. Because up until this point, Indy's been pretty physically matched with everyone he's fought. So yeah. how does he beat a guy that is completely dominating him? Mm. The answer? An airplane propeller. But Well, because <laughs> it, it answers that question early on it's like how does how does a rogue beat a fighter by kicking the fighter in the nuts <laughs> like by fighting dirty you know and yeah. then uh, like that was that seemed to be the answer to the question and then no we've got to watch Harrison Ford get punched in the face for another 8 minutes because we haven't we're not ready for the next action beat yet we're not ready for the next part of this action sequence it just it, that bit in particular dragged on for me especially when the the tension of the of the petrol blowing up sort of felt like a non-starter, and Miriam being trapped in the aeroplane felt like, well, that's just shitty Nazi engineering right there. Why is there Classic. not a door handle or something? <laughs> <laughs> it was broken. Wasn't it shot? No, he had to shoot it to open it. Ah, that's what I'm thinking it, of then. It, it like so it slammed was just shut. stuck. Yeah, it was just stuck can't trust that german engineering that's that's the classic <laughs> saying right german engineering's bad yeah, it's bad yeah yeah, when yeah people that's say, what people yeah, have german always said about german engineering bad <laughs> i mean admittedly this plane did look like a like some sort of uh like inflation tube thing it, it, looked, it looked like something you'd float down a river on rather than fly in then um coming around to the end then the 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 whole the actual arc of the covenant yeah it all the nazis get melted and indy seems to drop it that the american government's now got it yep it's like you'd think i think a, a modern movie would have ended with him breaking into the the uh the storage unit thing that the american army are keeping it in to destroy it or to yeet it onto to get out of a plane into the Amazon rainforest somewhere, like it wouldn't yeah. have ended up in the American government's hands because and like because they're not even shown like they're the good guys in this film. 
It's funny you say that because the the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull movie does a really bad job of showing who the good and bad yeah. guys are. The Americans are clearly the good guys in this movie. Compared to the Nazis, sure, but Indy's very not happy about them having it at the end. Just not just not yeah, unhappy well, about it enough to go and do anything about it. If it's Arabs or Nazis, I, yeah. I'll shoot them till the cows come home to get that arc. <laughs> but if it's the Americans, nah, nah. and like, fair enough, they're a bit better equipped, I guess, in this in this universe. <laughs> they put it in a box in a warehouse. Yeah, and if and if he it's knew that that's what was being done with it, then he probably wouldn't have cared. But when the Americans eventually end up with um, War of the World style heat rays and shit, firing the light of God out of a cannon <laughs> at their enemies to vaporize them. Yeah. Then I think Indy's going to feel a little guilty about not doing anything about it. Yeah, maybe, very possibly, or, or nah, because nah. <laughs> the only movie we got um, because the, because Indiana Jones got bad is what I'm getting at. Um, well, <clears throat> so the second one's pretty good. The third one's the best one. The fourth one is real bad, and they're making a fifth one. But interestingly, Steven Spielberg's not going to be directing it. So then what? Then there's no point. I disagree because in the, uh, Steven Spielberg directed the fourth one. It was bad because it well, didn't yeah, have an, fair enough. Because the fourth one lost an edge. I'm not saying Steven Spielberg has lost his edge as a director, but he makes different kinds of films now. Like he's matured as a filmmaker, so he's not. He he doesn't make these hard hitting, violent, you know, beat 'em ups. That's not at all what I think of though. When I think Indiana Jones, I think. Um, no, but think about a death count. How many t- people Indiana Jones murders oh, in these movies? Well, and that—that that is something that I sort of noticed early on is that it feels like this whimsical, um, like it's—it's it's what a it's what a ten-year-old boy would think is super cool. Yeah, and then, I did. And then someone gets their head blown off, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable watching my ten, letting my ten-year-old watch that. Um, mm. Nah, it's fine. Ooh. It's fine. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it is fine. I think people. I. I don't know. But my my gut reaction is, who is this for? Because it's super like fantastical a lot of the time. I think it's a. Uh, I think it's an adventure film made for all audiences. But it it does come from that era where that kind of violence was more okay. Like depicting it in film. Like you know how film violence goes up and down in like a curve of what's acceptable to show and it comes yeah. in that part of the curve where it was okay to show that but interestingly mm. about the second film is the second film has some really horrifying fucking like occultist stuff in it um, yeah. which is really cool but parents let their kids go see it and it got a it got a PG rating in the US because yeah. in the US it went from PG recommended 13 or older but not compulsory and then it went yeah. to R, which was 17. So there's yeah. this huge gap between, like, nothing and R of yeah. w- of what you could see. And parents so got really upset that Temple of Doom was rated PG. And because of that movie, the PG-13 rating that now exists in the US was made. Yeah. So you have to be over the age of 13 to see that. You can't see it if you're under the age of 13 without an adult. So... It um, I don't know, I, it's it's I don't interesting. Want to go down another rabbit hole <laughs> about how dumb enough. the rating systems are. 
Sure. But, um, all yeah. rating systems are. But, because they're arbitrary, and each country's got a different one, so why are Australians well, allowed to watch, with... watch well, stuff yeah. until they're 15, but Americans have to wait till they're 17? But anyway. Well, and, and it changes over time. What people find acceptable as far as violence goes is different from decade to decade. To the point mm. where, like, now, um, there's a lot of, like, blunt force violence. There's a lot of laser beams and and like not there's there's not like there's very stylized violence yeah that's acceptable uh as soon as it's even remotely realistic it's like now nah, that's m you know like, i think people are a bit more sensitive to violence now um yeah i think so i think we're in that part of the we were on a downward part of the curve mm, which is a little weird because i think i think we sort of generally assume that as progress gets made we are less and less uh offended by things but it's it's not about progress it's about uh that's a social social curve where we'll we we progress like we we become more progressive as we go but things like the depiction of violence and sex in film is very much a social curve um strange but yeah, it's, a, yeah. a good reflection a reflection of that is to look at like not getting too political, but look who it, who's president. We're in a much more conservative kind of era um, at the moment than we were even ten years ago. I mean, because ten years ago was still two thousand and ten. Like the stylized yes. violence stuff I'm sort of talking about is was was still around then i it's it's hard to look at it while we're in it i don't think the world is getting more conservative as far as most things go i think we're just we're valuing violence a little like we're 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 seeing violence as more horrific now um probably because of the state of the world and the kind of violence in the world that we are, that we are, not that it didn't exist before, but because of what we are seeing, and something like Indiana Jones is actually an interesting example. The the last one came out in two thousand and four, and like I was saying, that the first three films have a ton of violence in them, and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull has the violence in it is hyper stylized. It's cartoony. Mm. Indiana yeah. Jones kills like one person in that movie, and that's yeah. it. And everyone else who dies, like, dies indirectly in, like, a mm. rocket car's ball of flame or off the side of a cliff in a car boat. Like, mm. I'm not joking. Those are both <laughs> direct examples. Mm. Well, and I think the other thing is that our our tastes for what is seen as good and bad have changed. We want more complicated villains. We We appreciate... Um, villains like uh, Killmonger in Black Panther a lot more than we appreciate. Um, I, I don't know, <laughs> Whiplash, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> there, there, I was trying to think of I another want MCU my bird. villain. Well, yeah, like they just there aren't that many completely flat two dimensional villains. Like, like there aren't just the Nazis in uh, in in the MCU because when there are, it's even it's still like. Like Red Skull is still more of a two dimension, more of a three dimensional character than the one evilish, ugly looking Nazi dude that became uh, it, like, fr- from uh, from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, like, though he was like a henchman, really, to the main bad guy. Yeah, 
Hitler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh, and the other thing is that um, our, our understanding of who can be a faceless henchman, uh, you know, uh, die in a big mob fight thing is different. Yeah. Now, like, if you see someone's face, it pretty much doesn't matter who they are. It's not okay to kill them. Yeah. In Indiana Jones, I, I think they do that a bit deliberately. There's a lot of head scarfs and face coverings in the people that just die early on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the, and everybody else is Nazi. Although, uh, we, and, or, or like, is, a, is clearly a bad guy. Or would have killed... Indy if they had the chance. Even if, so it's even okay. his, I was going to say, even his friends at the start, like that team he took with him, all betrayed mm. him in one way or another and died yeah. as a consequence, whether it was Indy who killed them or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think... I think now, if, um... Like, because... We're just... We're, because we're more open to this... Like, because we, we just... We accept more... I don't really know how to describe it because it's, it's not it's not just flat out like oh we were racist back then so we thought it was just totally fine to shoot Arabs in the street, but we had this sort of film language where this is a different person and mm. the different person does doesn't matter to the story. Yeah. They're not the hero, so it doesn't matter. You can kill them. Yeah, and a lot of the time it's we're going to film in a place that's cheap to film that's nice to be in while we're filming. <laughs> yeah. So we go to these lower socioeconomic places where there's a whole bunch of foreign people and we and we go, who wants to get blown up by Indiana Jones? And they yeah. go, cool, I've seen Indiana Jones. I want to get blown up by Indiana Jones. Or shot Not- in the streets by Indiana Jones. <laughs> Not when they made that's this fine. one, but yes. Yeah. But, you know, like, I think, I think that that was the film attitude back then. Yeah that, like, the violence just sort of didn't matter. And yeah, and as a consequence, that... Lo- like, because what I'm saying is that it, it would have happened to anybody. It's not just a, oh, we didn't think brown people were people in the 80s. Yeah. Because <laughs> we clearly did. It was, it, it was just this weird, different film language of, like, we don't, we don't care what happens to any characters who aren't the main characters. If yeah. they're an obstacle in any way... Shoot them. Doesn't matter. Yeah. No, I, th- I, I tend to agree. Um, it is interesting how our opinions on that has changed. Because uh, you're watching The Rise of Skywalker and they're just killing stormtroopers and I'm like, but they're just yeah. brainwashed children. Why yeah, are you the, doing you this? this in the first one. <laughs> but Stop even in the it. first movie, they're just Stop killing it. stormtroopers. Stop. But it was Rise of Skywalker, I noticed it. Because they made a oh, point yeah. of reminding me that they're yeah, just by reintroducing that plot point. Ah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm really upset. Rise of Skywalker is the new Batman vs Superman, but uh, it fuck it, it's I. D- We've mentioned it like every episode in a complaint. I, th- I think it might be worse. I don't know if that's just recency. I don't know if that's just that I've seen it more recently. I think I'd rather but, rewatch it than Batman vs Superman, though. Uh, ah. Uh, I mean, yeah, probably. Because at least on a scene-to-scene action basis, it's better. Yeah. Like, on, Do you, like the ha- net thing, yeah. I was going to say, on on average, that movie is more enjoyable scenes to watch in it than Batman vs Superman, which has exactly zero good scenes to watch in it. 
I, I think it's average is higher, but I think Batman vs. Superman might peak through it, like, might get to good points through it. Like, What's a good though, point in Batman vs. Superman? That warehouse fight scene's pretty cool, besides the fact that he just throws Murders a fucking at someone's face. Everybody else, it's pretty straightforward that he's not killing them, but there's one guy that he just fucking kills. Well, no, he blows up that one guy's... Oh, true, uh, true, flame. yeah. And there's another guy okay, he throws headfirst he... into the ground. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, like, I don't know. Because that scene is at least really cool. <laughs> yeah. Name another like, it, one. Uh, ooh, uh, I'm sure there's something. I'm sure there's something. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what. Uh, I don't know. When Wonder Woman's in it, she does some cool shit. The actual yeah, fight scene with Doomsday is bad. Like, it's bad because of what it means to the rest of the story and how out of nowhere it comes. But the actual fight scene's pretty good. Like I don't think it is. Somehow Batman dodges laser beams out of this dude's eyes. Oh, but I'm you, like, dude, how? That happens all the time. I know, but you I buy can't... it in animation. I don't buy it in this. Because <laughs> he's just in his normal bat suit. I'm like, you're... Look at... Ba- anyway... Yeah, moving on. We're, we've somehow gone from talking about how bad Star Wars is to how bad Batman vs. Superman is from Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's all connected. Uh, Synergy, Cal. Uh, this I, is think we've, I think we've spoken uh, up for long enough about Indiana Jones. One last thing. Did you yeah. notice, or I'm sure you've heard this, that if Indiana Jones wasn't in the movie, the plot doesn't change at all? It totally changes. I was thinking that the whole way through this movie. It's a dumb thing to say that dumb people say. <laughs> no, because the Nazis still would have got the Ark and still all died. If they had have opened it on the island where they did. Yeah, we have no th- reason th- to think then, they wouldn't have. Uh, and then, I- if anything, Indiana Jones then took the Ark back to America. If he just left it there, Nazis would go... Where are all our Nazis, pal? And keep coming to the island and keep dying on the island because they keep opening the If arc. they keep opening it. <laughs> True. They might not keep opening it. I, I, So many things happen in that movie that change who has the dominance. You know, like the... Um, like, it, it, yeah, if there was slight differences to the film, Indy could have gotten it. Like, like, it's just... It's not even... It's not about... Whether or not you die if you look into it. I know. But also, I, I genuinely don't think that it would have been the the exact same. I think that... I mean, the movie wouldn't have happened. Now. The movie well, wouldn't yeah. have happened, for one. So, there's that. I I, I, I agree. I, I mean, I it, it is a fun thought experiment, uh, and is true. But again, it's not the point of the movie, even if it is true. But I was thinking it through the whole thing because, like, they they might not have even found it if Indy hadn't have turned up. Yeah, they would have. He, he, he's the well. I mean, they would have just dug everything up till they eventually found it. No, because you remember that they only didn't know where to dig because he got the medallion before they did. Mm, that's true. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say because if they, um, yeah, if they had to just kidnapped the girl, taken the necklace off of her. Yeah, I don't know. Other fun fact, on a completely different note. Yeah. Um, I think his name was Salah, the guy that um, Indy goes to first in Cairo. The Yeah, uh, his buddy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Gimli. 
from Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. I was I was thinking, like, what is this voice? I know this voice the whole time. And then, yeah, I googled it, and it's, and it's, it's Gimli from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, nice. There you I go. didn't know that either. He's in the third one, too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, I think I think it did say on his Wikipedia page. Yeah. Very good. There you go. Jolly good. Yeah. All right, well, um, I think we've covered that enough. Tweet us at Video Shop Pod. What do you think of Raiders of the Lost Ark, this very current and recent movie? Um, <laughs> and what do you think of Sam and Cal's adventures so far? Yeah, let us know, because things are getting pretty heated now. And pretty heated well, in the world of Adventures well, of Sam and Cal. We're up to episode three. Yeah. Have we confirmed how many episodes there are? Like, do no. the, do the, does the audience know? Well, no, we haven't confirmed, but on our website you can see, like, the episodes that have come out, a teaser for next week, and just a big old blur for the rest. So you know right. if you just count the blurs. <laughs> so, we're, yeah, we're, 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 well in, we're, we're getting into the second half now. Yes. <laughs> I'll put it that way. So, so after three, we're halfway through. Just to be clear, we're not going to tell you how many episodes <laughs> how there, many are, there are, but we're you can halfway figure that out yourself. Way after three, <laughs> maybe one day you'll solve our cryptic puzzle, um, <laughs> which is yeah, it's what so we we solved cryptic puzzles in the latest adventures. So we did. This was a much more puzzly one. That was good. It was very puzzle heavy. Mm. Is the now that's off air conversation. Anyway. Um, yeah, tweet us what you thought about that, what you think about Indiana Jones as a whole, what you think about the way people's attitudes towards violence in films have changed. Do you think we're more sensitive now, or do you think we're just better at whinging about it? Um, and, let us know. And should they release the Snyder Cut? No. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> they're going no, to. Ca- I can't believe they, they're going to release it. I just I, can't I, believe it. Look, you know, I, I, I say no... I'm actually a little keen. I'm a little excited for this. <laughs> I'm very excited to see just what it is and if it's any different. I just because it's I want, so I rarely put, do you get that peek into such a different film. I'm gonna have one version on one <laughs> monitor, one version on the other monitor, and I'm just gonna play them both side by side, pausing wherever they get out of sync. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna fine tooth comb this shit. I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> what did Very they even good. change? I bet they change nothing, but it's all in black and white. I bet it's <laughs> just all in black. That and white. would be amazing if it was just a total <laughs> troll. It was like Zack uh, Snyder's edition was identical, but he wanted it to be in black and white. The color saturation <sighs> turned nearly like all, all the way, way, the way down, but like there's a little <laughs> teeny bit, there's a little teeny bit, but nearly all the way down. Well, because you know that Superman fight scene's going to take place at night instead of during the day. Yeah. Because that was clearly how it was meant to be. It looked in all... the trailer. It looked weird. <laughs> it looked weird that it wasn't that way in the in the final release. Um, I want to see the bit where uh, Cyborg says you should probably move. <laughs> where... That, I, that, that is a pet peeve of mine, where, like, in the trailer, they use a better take than they use in the actual film. But that scene isn't even in the film. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't... Maybe I don't remember. He, like, stops thinking... a tank hitting a police officer, and I don't remember any tanks or police officers. That, or, well, because I guess they roll in some tanks to fight Superman. Yeah, it makes sense. And they've sense. got to defend people from Superman. That's pretty cool. 
Because apparently mm. that was a longer section. In an interview with Henry Cavill, he talks about how he was supposed to be, like, the villain for an act of the film. Which is um, kind of cool. I'm. S- which would have been awesome. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> wonder why that Joss Whedon cut that. Because we needed more Steppenwolf. <laughs> did did ah! we? Did we? I mean, maybe just take Steppenwolf out. It will be the interesting, whole movie. though. Yeah. <laughs> if it's just Superman, but he's con- he's mind controlled by the mother box. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if um, any if this is actually going to be the true Snyder cut, or whether he, with the help of like three years of context and thought, is going to actually change stuff. Well, so I hope it comes out with a director's commentary. That, that'd that be good. Well, because there's rumours it's going to be, like, a four-hour movie or a six-part, like, miniseries. Like... Fuck, man. Uh, Fruithy was saying that they're even doing some reshoots. And I don't think that's even possible. There's no way... shooting any of it. I think they're doing um, some voice work, I think. They're doing some, like, Maybe. audio capture... Is what yeah, I read, that would make which sense. is what was actually said by Warner Brothers, but I don't think they're reshooting anything. Yeah. Maybe, because there were some actors, spoilers for the Snyder Cut, <laughs> Darkseid was meant to be in it. Yeah. And they had an actor play him, so he, I don't know if they'll get him to do some mocap stuff, maybe. I don't think they're going to do any actual photography, though. I'd be very, no, very I surprised would... if they did. Yeah, same. Because you're basically filming another movie. Hmm. Yeah. That movie, um, that, uh, uh, Justice League already lost them so much money. Why would they put <laughs> more money more into More money this? into it. They're Yaka already putting like... Dot are weird guys, man. They're, they're putting like Brothers team. 10 to $30 million into this re-release, just on special effects alone, probably. Yeah, that, well, I mean, turning all the saturation way down... It's going to cost a lot. A lot. <laughs> It's a long movie. You gotta get a you gotta get a Blu-ray ripper to rip the Blu-ray copy of Justice League in order to <laughs> turn the saturation down. Oh no! Um, it's expensive. It's an expensive process. Uh, on a slightly similar note, just before we wrap up, because we nearly hit an hour. Yeah. Um, the the new New Fifty Two animated movie, uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Has, oh, yeah? uh, has come out, and I haven't seen it yet, but apparently it's really good. Oh, so, so maybe, we'll, maybe we'll do some we'll do some DC animated stuff after the adventures are all done. I, I would like that, because I'm not sure how much you've seen. I've definitely made you watch uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans. Uh, no, you haven't. I haven't seen that I'm, one. I've seen I'm Justice League. I'm pretty sure you were cringing at all the anime girl transformation sequences. I don't remember watching it. Uh, maybe it was just James then. Maybe I made James watch it, but yeah, you should catch up on the new Fifty Two stuff because it's I should because I good man. Well, I, and I, I've seen a lot of it and I like a lot of it, but I haven't watched all of it. Maybe I'll maybe we'll pick a couple specific ones and talk about it. Now maybe we did watch maybe we did watch Justice League versus Teen Titans because did we do that for Teen Titans Go to the Movies? Yeah, we might have. But yeah, there, there's two there's two new Fifty Two Titans movies now. Like there's yeah there's no one we where did just like yeah we did. I remember it was bad. I don't remember <laughs> liking it. Mostly because it's left my brain entirely. I thought I hadn't yeah. seen it, but I have. Yeah. Because, so like, I the Justice you... League get taken over by, like... By Trigon. That's yeah, it. By Raven's dad. Actually, it wasn't too bad. It was fine. 
I just remember you being like, ugh, like when um, they're getting attacked at the carnival and everybody has their own transformation sequence one after the other. <laughs> before it's they get very Sailor Moon. I loved it so much. It's so dumb. <laughs> um, I like Justice League War. That was like the front end of all that, right? Yes, because that tech... Well, because that is the conjoining movie between it and the... Flashpoint Paradox movie from which the I've also planet. seen, which I've yeah. also seen. Um, so that's that's the first time that all the Justice League people are together. Um, the last few releases were about the um, it was about Doomsday and the death of Superman and Superman returning. Yeah. Like that whole thing was a two movie story. I wanted to watch those, um, didn't? I think I think they're on Netflix. If at least if they're not on Australian Netflix, they're on American Netflix. It shouldn't be too hard to come by anyway. I think the um, all of them up until the last, the, the up until like this last one, um, has been released as part of like a twenty year anniversary. I saw thing. that. Yeah. Yeah, of like the DC animated movies being all part of one thing. Yeah. So it's got stuff. It's got everything from I think even a couple of movies before the Flashpoint thing where the canon actually changes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll get on. I'll I'll go down to the docks and speak to a man with a with a wooden <laughs> leg and see if I can get myself a coffee. <laughs> ah, very good, very good. Um, so uh, yeah, look forward to that, ladies and gentlemen. But until then, I want nothing but tweets about Indiana Jones and the changes that we've had in the people's attitudes towards violence in films. Yes, nothing else. <laughs> and next week, if, if there's... you say anything about the Snyder Cut, I'm cutting it out of the bloody episode. Just said as if he ed- edits any of these. <laughs> uh, foiled again by my own laziness. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Next week it's more adventures-based content, but we can't tell you what it is because spoilers for the adventures. Even though I think I spoil it in the description this time, but anyway. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, until then, see you, nerds. Yeah.